EO Fire 1159. There's a model. You have the model, John. I have the model. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Ready to rock your own webinar? Text webinar course to 33444. That's webinar course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444. And you'll be rocking our free 10 day webinar course like a champ. Ignite. Posting jobs in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. ZipRecruiter can help, and today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. If you're selling online, use ShipStation.com, the number one choice of online sellers. For a special offer, visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone, and enter promo code FIRE. What's shaking fire nation? John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Joe Polizzi. Joe, are you prepared to ignite? I am more than ready to ignite, my friend. Yes. I am stoked <laughs> to be on with Fire Nation, as usual. I think Love this is it. number three, so I'm I'm raring to go, man. We call it a repeat. You're in the house, Joe. And yes. Fire Nation, you know this. Joe's the founder of Content Marketing Institute and Content Marketing World. He is the winner of the 2014 John Caldwell Lifetime Achievement Award from the Content Council. He just released his newest book called Content Inc., a business model to help entrepreneurs create a competitive advantage using content. So Joe, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life. Well, shoot, I've been in the uh, content marketing industry, as they say, for 15 years now. And when I started, I had a full head of hair. Now I don't, unfortunately, but it's all good. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, I'm super passionate about this idea that if you can build an audience that knows, likes, and trusts you, and you know this really well, this is your model, that you can pretty much sell them anything you want and you know, live the life you want, the career you want, the financial goals, personal goals. And I've been doing that mostly by communicating with uh, marketers in larger enterprises. Content Inc., and which, is, which is really great about the new book, is this is my passion project. This is how, how we started, how we went from nothing and having no resources to growing a multi-million dollar platform and I wanted to share this model. And the great part about this is, is the fact that we found that uh, there are dozens and dozens of case studies around the world that are doing this, creating an audience first and then building a product or service second. And I, I just think that's that's the business model. I think that works the best today, especially if you have little to no resources. And so the first three books that I wrote, great. I love them. They're all about content marketing, but they're all focused on marketers and larger enterprises. This is the one that I think can really affect an entrepreneur or a small business and take them to where they want to go. This is the book for Fire Nation, Fire Nation. That's, That's what right. Joe's saying. Absolutely. <laughs> so Joe, I want to dive into this book and really get deep. But even before that, I feel like I do owe it to my audience to share a little bit about my experience with your conference, Content Marketing World. I mean, you graciously asked me to come and speak. And over the course of three days, I actually was honored to speak two times in front of great audiences. I mean, you have just thousands and thousands. Is it over 3,000 people, 2,000 people there? Yeah, we had 3,500 from 55 countries, believe it or not, coming into Cleveland, Ohio. Unbelievable. Cleveland, Ohio. My first ever trip to Cleveland, Ohio. It won't be my last. There you go. It's a beautiful convention center. I loved it. 
And what I loved is that the second time that I spoke, um, we were just talking about this in the pre-interview chat a little bit. There was also 40 high school students in the crowd, you know, amongst the audience. And that was so cool for me to be able to have an impact on people at that age. And I just want to thank you for that opportunity. Oh, hey, it goes both ways. I mean, and, and you do this really well. So just, just you support the people that are on your show and you support the initiatives that you're trying to do, even outside of the product you have. And just that you said yes and you were able to be a part of it. I mean, I can't thank you enough. Well, I appreciate that and I appreciate your offer. And Joe, I really just want to let Fire Nation know because they're always asking me about conferences. 2016, I know what's going to happen. Are the dates out yet? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we have it planned out. I think we're almost planned out four years in advance, nice. believe it or not. So yeah, Content Marketing World 2016 will be September 6th through the 9th in Cleveland, Ohio at the Convention Center. And we are, believe it or not, I'm already programming. So we've already got speakers lined up and, and we're raring to go. I love it. So Fire Nation, just Google Content Marketing World. You'll go right there. And Joe, we're here to today to focus specifically on Content Inc., your latest book. And I do love the phrase, a business model to help entrepreneurs create a competitive advantage using content. That's you, Fire Nation. This is you. And Joe, you've reviewed and interviewed dozens of companies who built audience first, multi-million dollar properties, including EO Fire. So thank you for that. There you go. They all follow the same six-step strategy and some know it, some don't. And that's where the opportunity is because there is a method. So if we actually can recognize that method and implement it, so much better for all of us. So we're going to talk about a few of those steps today. And the first one I want to get into is content tilt. And that's finding an area of little or no competition where you actually have a fighter's chance, just that fighter's chance of breaking through all that clutter. So Joe, can you kind of expound upon the content tilt? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I've looked at, it seems like it has been over hundreds and hundreds of these companies that are out there. And a lot of them, unfortunately, aren't succeeding. And what we find out is that they don't have a differentiated story. They're, if you look at the stories that they're telling, whether that's through podcasts, videos, blog posts, whatever the case is, and you really go and you look at the competitive set, which is more than the companies you're competing with the, with the products you sell. It could be Google. It could be Facebook. It could be a lot of other bloggers, influencers, whatever. Most times you're creating content that's just like everyone else's. It doesn't differentiate. It doesn't cut through the clutter. And if you you have to really create a content tilt and just go almost a niche upon a niche upon a niche, just go as as small as you can and be the leading informational resource for a particular audience group, that's the magic that can happen. Now, if you're a B2B company, that could be as little as a couple hundred people, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. If it's, a, you know, if you're a consumer company, it's different. Obviously, you want different kinds of numbers depending on how you're going to monetize it. But it's finding that different story and how you do it. Like with us in Content Marketing Institute, we repositioned around this idea of content marketing. No one was talking about content marketing the way that we did. Nobody even called it content marketing. You know, HubSpot did it with inbound marketing. They talked about it a little bit different. Um, if you look at, and that's where Google Trends is fantastic, by the way, because if you can type in, let's say, those key areas that you would think, oh, this would make a good blog post or a good podcast, go use Google Trends, free tool. It will show you like what is the search behavior around those topics right now. And then if you go down to the bottom, as you, scr as you scroll down, if you type in your terms into Google Trends, you will actually find breakout terms that maybe are being underrepresented, where you can say, wow, this is something that really fits my passion. It fits my area of authority or credibility that I can really build that center point where we honestly can be the leading expert in the world. And I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Like if you're going to go in and do this, you have to say, 
how do I position myself as the leading informational expert around this thing by looking at that content just a little bit differently, almost like, I don't know if you're a fan of the matrix, the movie oh, the yeah. matrix. So <laughs> it, it's, the, it's when Neo goes in, you know, he's one of the, he, whether or not he's the one and he's going in to see the Oracle and the, the little kids out there looking at the spoon and he says, there is no spoon, you know, to, to bend <laughs> that spoon, he had to tilt his head. And th- that's what we have to do with our content. We have to look at that area and say, how do we talk about this in a different way that nobody else is talking about? It? You did this with the on fire, obviously, and Brian Clark did it with copy blogger, yeah. Matthew Patrick, who you met at, uh, at the content next summit, a content marketing world. He did it around games and, and the theories behind video games and built this multimillion dollar platform. So that's the start. That's the strategy. So before you create any content, you have to find that different story. A phrase that I love using with Fire Nation is so many entrepreneurs try to go one mile wide and one inch deep in all these little areas. And they wonder, Joe, why am I not making an impression? Why am I not getting any traction? And instead of going just one inch wide, one mile deep, being that only person down that area, down that niche, into that one place, they can just absolutely dominate get that initial traction, get those first few raving fans, and then start moving forward. And the crazy thing is, is they can start to broaden out afterwards if they want to. They're not stuck down in that niche if they don't want to be. But if they want to get that initial momentum, motivation, traction, Fire Nation, one inch wide, one mile deep, find your niche, dominate it, and start serving. Well, you did this really well in your presentation where you talk about think of the person in your head that you're communicating with. Who is it? Visualize that. Who is that one? Because it could be the one that that is how that's your how your communications are going to flow to that person, how you're going to be truly helpful to that person. And there are going to be a couple of more like that, and a couple more. And I think it's a better idea actually to cut through the clutter in a bigger market to actually create your own market. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it is. Believe it or not, it's easier to do that. <laughs> but you have to really, really focus. And that's right. It, it's so seductive to say, oh, I want this huge, large audience. Well, you know what? You can get there, but you have to focus on the extraordinarily small audience first. Fire Nation, EO Fire started with Jimmy, my one listener. He was the only person that listened to that first episode. And now we're at 1.2 million listens per month. That's amazing. So that's the thing, though. I just started with that one listener in mind. And you can too, Fire Nation. So, Joe, let's talk about building the base. Because every platform builds the base audience the same way through four key elements. So expound upon that. Well, this I love this model, and actually, when I go and teach in front of enterprise mar- you know, marketers that are within multi-billion-dollar companies, I teach them this model, and they look at me in disbelief. And I said, "Look, this is <laughs> if you look for the, the last hundred years on how publishing companies have been built. This is the way they've done it." And then all the case studies we look at in the book, including yourself, did the same thing. And there's four steps. So the first thing is, and by the way, I have to put out put this out. Everyone thinks that, oh, I've got to put content into all these social channels. And if I'm going to podcast, I got to do videos. I got to do articles. I got to do all this stuff. No, you don't. That's not what we found the success formula to be. The success formula is focus on one content type. Is it textual? Is it, um, is it a video of some kind or is it audio? So obviously you focus on audio. We focus on, we focus on textual on blogs. So that's the first step. The second step is, what's the platform? Is it your blog or website like we did with Content Marketing Institute? Is it iTunes like you did uh, with with um, your platform? Or is it uh, YouTube like Matthew Patrick did with his platform? So that's the second point. 
consistently delivered. Obviously, you know this better than anyone because how many a thousand plus podcasts? <laughs> Eleven fifty eight, baby. Consistently delivered over time. Like so, we decided that we were going to do post Monday through Friday, five days a week. But the the key here is this: not any old time. It's at the same time every day. If you do e newsletter, it's the same time every day. If it's a video, it's the same time every day of that week or whatever. It's not how much necessarily. It's the consistency. You want to set an appointment with your audience. You want them to anticipate that. Oh, hey, it's ten o'clock uh, Eastern time. That's when the podcast goes out, or that's when the article goes out, and to create that appointment with your audience, and then patience, time. So what we found out is generally it takes over nine months to do this, to really build what Brian Clark from Copyblogger calls a minimum viable audience. Now, that could be different for everyone. For a B2B company, that could be 500. For us, it was it was 10,000. We were trying to get to 10,000 opt-in subscribers that we felt that we could then monetize the platform effectively and then diversify. And that's later in the steps of the Content Inc. model. But you have to find that. And I don't know what if that was enough. Did you have a number? that you were shooting for before you really were thinking about expanding into other areas? I think my number actually was about 100,000 listens per month. That was kind of what my number was where I was like, the audience will then be big enough to allow me to do a lot of things. So yeah, I mean, and your buyers are different than my buyers. Like most of our buyers are, you know, they're in big companies and you don't need as many. So if you're you're ultimately going to sell a $100,000 product, you don't need need a large audience for that. It could be a hundred people. So that's what I love about this four-step model is that everyone thinks that, oh, now with social media, I got to spread out this content all over the place. And they're maybe sending it out in five, six, seven channels, and they're all over different social media platforms. That's actually not what you want to do. What you want to do, now you can distribute your content in those other channels and leverage them. I'm not saying don't leverage social media, but you want to focus on being the master of one, not a jack of all trades. Exactly. And I want to be very clear, Fire Nation, like the hundred thousand number per month was the one that I said, okay, now I can like take a step back and move into different areas. Then you go into step five. So so right. basically if if you go through step three is building the base, step four is where you harvest the audience and you were really focused on gaining subscribers. Right. And you're doing that and, and you do that even today where you're moving them into email subscribers so that you can offer them new opportunities, create that ongoing connection. Step five is diversification. So once you build that minimum viable audience then you can diversify like we did. So, you know, the first, let's say, 24 months, we were just focused on the blog, you know, getting the email subscribers signed up, the blog subscribers. And then we said, okay, now we've got this audience. Now we're going to launch the magazine, Cheap Content Officer. Now we're going to launch the event, Mm. Content Marketing World. Now we're going to do the podcast network. Now we can do all those things and you can extend your reach. But first you have to dominate one. So Fire Nation, you can see why I brought Joe on the show here. I mean, Content Inc., and I'm going to say it one more time here, a business model to help entrepreneurs create a competitive advantage using content. That's what this book is about. That's what I'm doing. That's what Joe's done. That's what so many successful entrepreneurs that we all look up to have done and are continuing to do. And and one of those points you touched upon in building the base, Joe, that I want to just really make sure that we absorb Fire Nation is consistency. We talk about building the know, like, and trust with our audience. And you're not going to get know, like, and trust if they can't trust the fact that they can count on the content that you are promising to provide that you stick to that schedule that you're putting out there. So Fire Nation knows 3.30 a.m. Eastern Time every day, a new episode is going live for that morning workout, commute, afternoon jog, whatever that might be, it's going to be waiting for them. 
And Joe, we have another killer step that we're going to talk about in this whole Content Inc. world. But first, we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. When you're selling online, customer service is everything. If you're not able to get your orders put together and out the door on time, then the cost of that for your business is incredibly high. Maybe you sell on eBay, Amazon, Shopify, Etsy, or all of the above. Throw in multiple order points and you really need to be on your toes about keeping your customers happy. What if you had a platform that not only brought all your orders from the popular selling channels together in one place, but also gave you a fast and easy way to manage and ship all those orders? ShipStation com makes it super easy to do all this from any device, even your cell phone. Right now, you can try ShipStation.com for free for 30 days and get an additional month free with promo code FIRE. Don't wait. Go to ShipStation.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone and at the top of the homepage, type in FIRE. That's ShipStation.com, promo code FIRE. Looking to grow your team, but not sure where to find the best candidates? As a business owner, I can tell you that your company is only as good as the people you hire. Finding quality candidates is tough, and it takes time and hard work. But when you're looking to hire the right people right now, there's no time to deal with dozens of different job sites. Until now. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click and be instantly matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Just post once and within 24 hours, watch your candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. Now that's what I call proof of concept. Today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. One more time to try ZipRecruiter for free, visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. All right, Joe, we're back and Fire Nation, I know that you are stoked for this fourth step that we're going to be talking about today and that's monetization. The reality is this, we're looking to build viable businesses, Fire Nation, not just create free stuff forever. I was willing to do EO Fire episodes as long as it took to create a viable business, but the end goal was always to monetize down the road. Now, within monetization, Content Inc. companies tend to grow faster because they have built-in customer databases, aka subscription lists. So, Joe, what do you want to talk about here? Well, I think the important thing is to remember that it's not that you wait to think about monetization. You and I both, as soon as you launch the business, you're thinking about how do I make money off of this? Like, don't you're not just waiting. It's like, oh, okay, I'll get to step six and it's all going to be there. No, you always think about it. But the thing is, and you, you mentioned this. You have to build, it takes a while to build a relationship yeah. with an audience. It took me six months. So they, exactly. So they know, like, and trust you. You can't just start, and this is what most companies do, whether you're a small business or a large business. Oh, I want the leads. Mm. I got to get the names. I got to sell them as soon as possible. That's actually the wrong approach. What we found is that with our data is that if our customers, our readers, they sign up for at least three things, they subscribe to three things, they're more likely to buy from us. So if they signed up for, let's say, our email newsletter, and then they sign up for one of our webinars, and they sign up for Cheap Content Officer magazine, that makes them a really hot possibility for us to sell them into going things like uh, content marketing world. Because it's it's pricey. It's, you get, yeah. It takes you, it's a lot of resources to go there. You get the travel expenses and whatnot. But we know that they're all in because they have subscribed. So you got to make sure that, yes, you're thinking about it all the time. You get to monetization. Now, here's the thing about monetization. 
once you build that audience like a copy blogger did. So Brian Clark from Copy Blogger, I love his model. You know, he's blogging every day on online copywriting and whatnot, all these things, builds 100,000 plus subscribers. Then I said, well, how did you decide what product you wanted to launch? He says, well, this was really easy. They told us. Our audience told us what they wanted and what they needed and what they would buy. And now, if you look at Brian's model, he has six or seven different revenue lines. And I know you have multiple revenue lines, and we do as well at Content Marketing Institute. They, they actually said, this is what we need. We yeah. need ongoing education and training, or we would like to buy this product from you. Or in Brian's case, we need a better content management system. Can you do something about that? And you know, he did. He built the product, and now he's one of the fastest growing software as a service companies out there. So once you build that relationship... There are not, we talk about this in the book, there are nine different ways that you can make money off of this. You could do events, it's sponsorship or advertising, you could sell products, you could sell more of the products you have, you could do it through donations, you could do it through micropayments, you could do it through a lot of different methods. But the thing is, is you want to make sure you build that audience first, and then you can expand your empire. And when I said, when you mentioned about the fact that they grow faster, this is what we find with Content Inc. models, because let's say you have your 100,000 listeners, we have our 10,000 subscribers. You that is a that's a future customer list. Yeah. That's the most amazing thing about your subscriber list. They are waiting to buy something from you and they will most likely buy when you say, yes, I have this to offer. They trust you so much they're going to buy it. And then if you fulfill that promise of whatever you're going to sell to them, they're going to buy more and more and more and repeat. And that's why you see these super fast growing companies. I love this. And Fire Nation, you've heard me say this and you've heard Joe now say this. I mean, this is the reality. You build an audience through content. You ask that audience, what are you struggling with? And then you listen. And then they will tell you what their pain points, obstacles, challenges are. And then you, the no liked and trusted source, provide the solution in the form of a product, a service, a community, an event, all these different things, critical across the board. Now, Joe, there's not many bigger Joe Polizzi fans than me. And so I even hesitate to ask the next question because I'm not even sure there is an answer to it. But what would you consider your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? I have lots of weaknesses. <laughs> I would <laughs> Say it ain't so, Joe. Uh, here, so here, here's, here's my, my biggest failure was when I, I left uh, Pet Media. So I was an executive at a large business-to-business right. publishing company. It left in 2007, and I had this idea to launch a product. And it was an online matching product to match up agencies with people that needed agency services. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be needed. This is going to be something my audience would want. I didn't have an audience at the time. But the good thing is, is that it wasn't ready. The, the developers weren't ready building the tool. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? I mean, like I've got, I've got two kids to feed. I got a mortgage to pay. What am I going to do? So I started to blog and build this audience over time. Thankfully did. Then, okay, built that audience, but then the product's ready. The product that I believed, not with the feedback of my audience, that I believe was going to be great with the little research that I did. And what I found out was, John, nobody wanted it. <laughs> oh, nobody no. needed this. On what I really, It was less than 1% of my audience, my addressable audience, actually wanted that, to, was ready for it. And then I actually did the smart thing and started asking my, my readers, what they needed. Like, okay, what do you need? And I would talk to them and I'd call them on the phone and I'd chat with them, I'd email with them. And it was all around, we need more training. We need more education. They were calling me out to do speaking. They were calling me out to do consulting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I totally jumped the shark. I'm totally going to a product thinking that they had all the answers and they didn't. They need templates and they need processes and they need to know how to organize and do those things. And I said, oh my gosh, 
That's what we need to build. We need to build around those pain points. I wouldn't have been able to get to that without uh, without building that audience. And I think that I did the same that made the same mistake as every other company we're talking to out there with thinking that I've got this product that's going to change the world. And then I had to go ahead and pivot and go through all this pain. And there was a point in 2009 I talked about in, on the, your last show when we were talking about the fact right. that I was going to give up. I was done. I was a couple weeks from actually going out and trying to find a job. And I was totally wrecked about it because I, I was, you know, once you're out on your own, you don't want to work for anybody you else. Anymore. Unemployable. Exactly. I'm unemployable. But that was probably my and, and I still tend to do that. I still tend to get these ideas and think, wow, this is amazing. But really, I always have to take myself back and say, what's the needs of the audience? And I like to use the word pain, the, the phrase pain point. Yeah. What is the pain point? What is keeping them up at night? And that always brings me back home and says, OK, will this idea float? Let me go talk to them. And that's what I find out that no, hardly any marketers, hardly any small businesses or startups really have a conversation with their readers. I think you have to figure out a problem. And this could be through Twitter, could be through Facebook, and lots of different ways to get and, you know, you have all these wonderful listening posts, as I like to call them, where you can get this feedback. So I still fall into that trap, John. So I always remember that time in, you know, 2007, <laughs> 2008, where I thought I had the most glorious product on the planet. And I have to bring myself back to reality and just focus on what the audience needs. Okay, well, I definitely know you have a lot of these, but just break down one for us. What would you consider today as your biggest strength? This is going to sound conceited. I don't know if this is right. I, my, maybe my belief in myself is probably my biggest strength. And I really do believe that. I'm a, I've been reading all kinds of books lately. You know, I'm, a, I'm a voracious reader. I love to go through different books. And, and I, I feel that if you talk yourself into something, you make it true. Like if you believe that, like for, for example, right now, I'm really working on my memory. Like, I feel like I'm not great with names. And for the longest time, I felt that, oh, okay, I just have a bad memory. Well, now as I'm reading all these books, I realize that that's just a, I just process information differently and I don't store it correctly. It's fixable. Anybody can have the most amazing memory, but they have to do things differently when they take in the information. So I almost talked myself into the fact that, oh, I have a bad memory. Now I'm under the, the impression with everything that I do that, and this is part of my goal setting process. And, you know, I've talked, I have, I have these goals and I have a, a moleskin next to me that has all my financial goals and spiritual goals and family goals. And they're all written down and I write them in the present. I write them like it's happened. It's already happened. And so when I read these, I feel, oh, yeah, this is true. And then when I get up in the morning and read those goals, I, I absolutely do things that will solve those outcomes, that will they'll make those things true. And so maybe the best thing apart about what I'm doing right now and what I continue to do and working with the kids and the family is if you say it, you mean it, you make it true, you can do absolutely anything you want to do. And maybe that's just that yeah, I've gotten to the point now where you, when you get success and success happens, you really do start believing it. it's contagious. But you have to start when you don't have any success. You have to start out with the point that, yes, I have to talk that I can do this. I will do this. I am doing this. I am an entrepreneur. I, I do have control over my life. I do have a happy family. I do have kids that believe in, in themselves. I mean, these are my goals that I'm sort of citing. And maybe that's the best part. And that's the, also the thing that makes me the saddest about some of the friends that I have because they have jobs and they're in situations that they feel they can't change. And that's, that's just excruciating me. They, they feel they, they have no choices. And I'm looking at their situation. I'm like, you have all the choices. In the, you can do whatever you want. Right. 
You just have to set your mind to it. Just just start talking in the positive. And then once you start doing that, you'll start to execute those programs that'll make those things happen. And I don't know. Does that make sense? So much sense. I mean, Fire Nation, you are the master of your ship. You are in control of your destiny. And it starts with what you just said, Joe, belief in yourself. So I love that you said that. Fire Nation, belief in yourself, that's where it starts. Have that belief. Be the author of your own book. Write those chapters, period. Make that happen. Now, Joe, you have a lot of things going on right now that you are fired up about, but what's the one thing that you are most excited about today? What we've been able to do at Content Marketing Institute and the team that we've been able to build is um, that just I just get up excited to the fact that we work with 28 amazing people. They're all over the country and they're able to live the lives they want to live. And we're able to do something and really make an impact and, and change the behavior of what these marketers have been doing for the last 5, 10, 15 years and see different opportunities for themselves. And by the way, I'm, I'm totally happy with if they change their organization. I mean, like I want to see that happen, but I'm more about the individual. Like I want that individual marketer or that individual business owner to be all that they can be because that will then change the world. That will change their world. It will make a more positive impact on other people. And, and, uh, and I think that's the thing that excites me because what we're doing right now you know, I told somebody the other day, John, it's like we're, we're not we're not housing the homeless. We're not feeding the poor. So it's not like that kind of. But I really do believe we're making a positive impact on the world Huge. where the people that we're affecting have better family lives. They have better financial opportunities. They can do they can do their own donations. They can do their own amazing things. And that leads us into probably the thing that I'm most excited about right now of all that stuff is we started our, our own um, foundation, our own charity called the Orange Effect Foundation, which it, it, we're basically raising funds to go to children that really need speech therapy and can't get those funds. And that's the, it's been a project of our, I've been working on it for 10 years. We finally officially launched it as a nonprofit 501c3. And we're, I, it, it kills me when I see that there's a family that they, that a kid, a child really needs speech therapy and that's going to make a, an amazing difference in their life, but they can't afford it or they can't get the technology that they need to do the kind of things and, and be the person they want to be. So that's what the Orange Effect Foundation is about and our whole family's behind it and our whole company's behind it. And so I'm pretty passionate about that right now. Well, rightfully so. In Fire Nation, I can tell you firsthand that having gone to meet a ton of the 28 people that make up Joe's team, they're amazing in every way, shape, and form. And the reality is this, Fire Nation, think about the 3,500 people that attended just this content marketing world, you know, and there's been, you know, tens of thousands that have, that have been to past and will be at future ones as well. These people are going to affect such massive change as well. I mean, the ripple effect, Joe, that you're having is absolutely outstanding. And as always, let's end on fire with you sharing a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. My piece of guidance would be, there's a model. You have the model, John. Yeah. I have the model. Yeah. And I think that in a lot of cases, when we looked at all these case studies, there were sort of like happy accidents. Right. And, and I want everyone to know that there's an actual model out here. It is a proven model and you can go ahead and execute this model and do whatever you need to do for your life, your career, your financial success, whatever you want to. So, so follow the model, learn from John's mistakes, learn from my mistakes 
and you can go ahead and do these kinds of things. And if you want more information about the book, go to content-inc.com. There's a free chapter there, a bunch of free resources. And I'm at Joe Polizzi on Twitter. And I'd love to get back to anybody who sends me out a tweet. Uh, just give me about 24 hours. It just depends on when I get on Twitter. But I, I love to hear about feedback and what you're struggling with. And if I can help you in any way, I want to be that person for you. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with JP and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Joe, J-O-E, in the search bar. All three of his past shows will show up in chronological order. So you can go back and listen to one way long ago, which it'll be really funny to listen to my side of the interview. And you can listen to one that we did not too long ago. And then, of course, this one as well. They're all great. And we have a blast on every one. And, of course, I want you to visit content-inc.com. That's content-inc.com. Check out what they have going on there for this book a business model to help entrepreneurs create a competitive advantage using content. Fire Nation, I promise you that even if I wasn't featured in this book, I would be recommending it to you from the highest of mountains because it is killer. And Fire Nation, let's show Joe our love and support at Joe Polizzi. I will absolutely be linking that up on the show notes page as well. That's at Joe P-U-L-I-Z-Z-I on Twitter. Hit him up. And Joe, thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Rock and roll, baby. I'm inspired by you. Thanks. Keep doing your thing. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Are you subscribed to our Fire Nation newsletter? Why the heck not? Text EOFIRE to 33444. That's EOFIRE, all one word, no spaces, to 33444, and you'll receive value bombs galore. Today is your day, Fire Nation. Ignite. Ignite.